three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. Um, so, I am talking about... So, normally I try to... We, we talk about this sometimes. We like to build suspense on the podcast. So, you guys don't know what our grades are. Full disclosure right now, I'm talking about a movie I fucking adore. We are talking about Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, directed by one of my favorite directors right now uh, in the game, in uh, James uh, in James Mangold. He, of course, directed uh, a little movie called Logan, which is one of the best comic book films ever made. You know, he did that movie. And he also did this little movie called uh, Walk the Line, too. I forgot he did Night and Day. I actually like Night and Day. And I'm a big fan of, fan of uh, 310 Yuma. Uh, I just love James Mangold. I think he's just an incredible director. I wish he'd do more stuff, if I'm being completely honest. But I'm really happy he came back to do this. And he's a producer on Greatest Showman. What do you know? So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of his. And so when I saw the trailers for this, I remember going, man, I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Like, let's, let's see what this movie's got. And this movie, I could not have been... And I went in this movie with very high expectations. I could not have left the theater any happier. So, Matt Damon, I gotta talk about Matt Damon. He's one of my favorite actors. I think he is actually very underappreciated, if I'm being honest. I think, he, but the problem is he's done some stuff recently that hasn't been uh, uh, great, we'll say. He had a great cameo in Thor Ragnarok, which made me so happy. But... The last couple movies he's done, uh, Downsizing, wasn't a huge fan of that. Uh, Suburbicon, wasn't a fan of that. The Great Wall, that was really bad. Uh, so, I mean, that takes us back to Jason Bourne and The Martian, which were in 2016 and 2015, respectively. So, I mean, it's been three three years, three, four years since he's done something good, uh, in my opinion. So, I kind of went in this going, like, come on, Matt, like, show me why you're one of my favorite actors, and... The chemistry between Matt Damon and Christian Bale's uh, Ken Miles, that alone is worth seeing this movie for. And speaking of actors I adore, gotta talk about Christian Bale. Uh, last year, I really, truly believe he should have won Best Actor over Rami Malek for his portrayal of Dick Cheney. I thought he was incredible in it. I, lo- I thought he was great in Hostels. I love him in The Big Short. Um... Exes, gods, and kings. I'll pretend he didn't do that. Uh, and uh, he was great in American Hustle, The Fighter. I mean, he Christian Bale is one of the best actors we have. Uh, of course, he was also in 310 Yuma. Uh, Christian Bale's an incredible actor. And as much as I love Matt Damon, and I love Matt Damon, Christian Bale, I'm, I'm going to call it right now, Christian Bale will beat Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor this year at the Oscars. I am calling it right now. I know some people think it's a lock for uh, Joaquin, if very well maybe. I think Christian Bale, he doesn't carry this movie, but he steals all the scenes he's in. It, it, it's really crazy how great he is in this. So, the the 
what I the other thing I did appreciate about this, it's called Four V Ferrari, but it really should just be called Ken and Carol because it really is their movie. It's about their very at points weird, at points uh, violent uh, friendship. I, I I just love watching them interact. It's it's very similar to me. Like the first time I saw uh, the, the Sherlock Holmes reboot with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, just their chemistry, it, that alone is worth watching the movie for, at points can't carry the film, and I felt the exact same way watching this. So, getting into the movie, the movie opens up with a really cool scene, it shows uh, Matt Damon's Carol Shelby, he's in a race car, and basically he ends up, uh, I want to say he ends up, uh, he ends up, uh, having to stop racing he actually gets into a, a car crash and basically he has elevated uh, like elevated heart rate his heart beats like irregular so uh doctor basically tells him you can't race anymore so out of necessity but because he loves racing so much he goes ahead and gets into like building building cars uh which and and the movie starts with this there's a scene where he's talking about uh, there's a point, uh, 7,000 uh, RPMs, where everything fades, and all that's left is a body moving through space and time. And that whole little dialogue you get at the mo- at the beginning, I just, I-, I love that scene. It does such a great job of setting the tone. What's great about Ken Miles, too, is Ken Miles is just a dick. He He's just, he's very set in his ways. He feels like he knows everything about cars and the the thing that is funny too is that he's right he's a thousand percent correct anytime he's talking about a car or how to break things down that you know things that are inside the car he's in his element it's really actually pretty cool to watch him interact and to see him kind of just uh figure things out one of the first scenes where you go oh man ken is just amazing and this is one of those relationships for me that actually uh, carried the movie, but in a hilarious way. Uh, John, uh, John Lucas, uh, Josh Lucas, pardon me, who, of course, always plays a dick. He plays a dick here. He plays a Leo uh, 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 BB, uh, or I'm saying Bebe. Uh, he's one of the heads at Ford. And so the whole concept and the whole reason Ken and Carol team up is because... Uh, they're trying to go ahead and basically build this car, uh, this race car, because Ford decides we need to get in the racing business because Ferrari, you know, is kicking our ass. And they go, uh, they basically build up to go into this insane race, 24 hours of uh, Le Mans, uh, Le Mans uh, back in 66. And what's crazy about them building the car is that it doesn't matter that Leo works for Ford. He hates Ken Miles so much because Ken Miles basically comes up and just trashes uh, the launch of the Ford, uh, I don't say it's a Ford Mustang, that <laughs> that Leo helped spearhead, and he just talks so much shit to Leo and tells him, I'd rather drive a Plymouth, and just it's just breaking down why this car sucks. And so, ever, so from that, the moment that scene ends, Leo is just out to, to fuck Ken over in any way that he possibly can. And that rivalry, that's one of my favorite rivalries in a film all year. It's one of my favorite, you know, good versus evil, as it were, uh, relationships. Because at first it's kind of between Leo and Ken, but then Carol by proxy kind of gets dragged into it. Because 
you know, Ken's his driver. He's like, look, this is the best man we can have behind the wheel. Uh, you know, we need to keep him. And it's really, it's really fascinating to see how Leo throws his weight around and just how deep his hatred for Ken goes. It, it's, it's almost inspiring how petty he is because he's, he's insanely petty. I, uh, I I I love I love that I love their their uh, I love the rivalry. Uh, Tracy Letts I haven't seen him in anything, but he plays Henry Ford the second, and I uh, he was in Lady Bird. That's right. Oh my god, I love this guy. No, I remember him now. He, oh my god, he's incredible in this. You you don't get a lot of uh, of a lot of Henry Ford, but you get a couple really kind of just breakout scenes. You've seen a clip of it, or uh, it's teased in one of the trailers, where Carol, uh, Henry Ford calls Carol into his office and asks him point blank, you know, uh, why, you know, give me one reason why I shouldn't fire you. I I just, I love that scene. And, and, and I'm not going to get into the whole, um, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole speech because it's interesting because normally like i said we normally go you know full spoilers and reviews but i'm trying really hard to dance around certain aspects of this because this is one of those movies you should go see at full price and you should pay money for and really not know a lot going in i i, I was happy they only put out a couple trailers because i went in cold and i didn't have anything spoiled for me but Henry, uh, the guy who plays Henry Ford II, he's great, and anytime he's interacting with uh, Carol or Ken, which are what most of his scenes are, it's really fascinating. They showed the tra- uh, the part in the tra- uh, in the trailer too, where Carol uh, drives Henry Ford II in the car that him and Ken are are designing, like kind of the prototype, and <laughs> and he gets Henry Ford II to cry, and the whole lead up to that scene and why that scene is important is another reason I just went, oh my god, this is this is freaking amazing. Getting to another thing I love, John Bernthal, he's not in the uh he's not in the movie too much, but of course I will always love John Bernthal because, you know, he's the Punisher and I, I will forever love him for that. Uh if you haven't seen him in uh uh oh my gosh, why am I blanking? Not not Selma, that's wrong. Uh, Sicario. If you haven't seen him, Sicario, you need to see him, Sicario. He's not in the movie a lot, but he's absolutely amazing. Of course, uh, you know you see him in. Uh, of course, you see him, see him in Walking Dead, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Grudge Match. John Berthold is an amazing actor, and he's really at that point for me where w- when I know he's in a movie, I get excited. And I'm like, oh hell yeah, John Berthold, and. He has a couple scenes where he gets to act with Christian Bale and Matt Damon, and he holds his own. That's the thing. I was really sitting there going, good for you, man. You're acting with these, you know, Oscar-caliber actors, and you're not flinching. You're, you're holding your own, and you're, in my opinion, he knocked his role out of the park because he's kind of uh, a, a confidant for Henry Ford II, and seeing him... Uh, he has kind of one of the more important scenes early on in the movie where he uh, ends up talking to the owner of Ferrari. And the owner of Ferrari tells him, you know, basically get the fuck out of my office and talks shit about Henry Ford, about how uh, he talks about how his his dad was a Ford. You know, he's basically uh, acting like a Ford, you know, or pretending to be a Ford. And uh, has to tell him that he got called fat, <laughs> and it's it's a really intense scene. And Henry Ford's second kind of nods like, "All right, motherfucker," and that's what leads to them getting into 
the whole race car business. And speaking of the race cars, this is some of the best directed action scenes I've seen in a movie, period. Uh, it made me think of that movie Rush uh, with uh, that Ron Howard directed, and that's got a Chris Hemsworth and a, uh, uh, Daniel uh, Burrell. If you haven't seen Rush, go watch Rush. Actually, you know, what? pause this recording and go watch Rush right now, and then and then come back and finish this because Rush is an incredibly awesome movie, and I really wish more people have seen it. And I, I feel like it didn't do that well at the box office, but it's a great freaking movie. But the, the action scenes, the racing scenes in here are the best directed racing scenes I think I've ever seen in a film. They are so well done, and the whole 24-hour, the, the very last race especially, it's just it's white-knuckle, edge of your seat. I was grabbing my seat really intensely at points because of how, of how intense, like, even just things like turning and all that were like, oh my god. Uh, you get a couple of, like, first-person views during the movie that I thought were so, so well done. Um, and we throw some, uh, some, uh, a couple curveballs with the car that I won't get into that really do help make the movie feel more intense and it feels dire. And this is very much a crowd-pleasing movie. I think the, the more you watch it, the more you'll go, oh, hell yeah. Uh, I want to talk to about, uh, I'm going to butcher this, sorry, uh, uh Katarina Balf is what I'm saying. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, but yeah, Katarina Balf, she plays uh, Molly Miles, uh, Christian Bale's Ken Miles' wife. And there's a scene with her driving, and she calls him out basically for lying to her. And it's such a well-done scene. It was from that scene on, I went, okay, movie, uh, you've got my attention, what you got. And this is over two hours. This is like, like two and a half hours and change. And I never felt the length. I, uh, I I never felt like I was bored. I was just engaged the whole time for a two and a half hour long movie, uh, where it's not constant racing. You know, this isn't the Fast and Furious movie <laughs> where it's just racing, racing, racing. Uh, there are some lulls where it is just dialogue, but at the same time, they never felt like lulls for me. They it always felt like something was happening and that we we're building to the next thing, and that really just made me so happy. There's a race that takes place at Daytona that I went, oh my god, like, give me more of that. And you get more of that. And it, it's just, the, the racing is so freaking well done. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. As far as a complaint, uh, I, I was really sitting here thinking about it because I saw this on Thursday and I kind of wanted to not review Thursday night because I didn't want to come off too rah-rah about it. But honestly, guys, I do not have a complaint about that movie. I, I really don't. Sitting here thinking about it, even talking through it with you guys. Yeah, I thought it was... It, you, you can never say a movie's perfect, because I don't think any perfect film exists. Uh, even something like Raging Bull is in the game. Sorry. But this is about as close to a perfect movie for me as you can get. Uh, as someone who's not huge in the racing, the fact it had me so uh, intrigued and excited about racing... Hell yeah, absolutely love this movie. Uh, this is a fan-fucking-tastic for me across the board. I'm very curious the reception that it will get come Oscar season. I hope that people go out and support this. Uh, it's number one at the box office, made $31 million, so congrats to uh, the cast and crew. But I hope this film has legs, because this deserves to do well. This was a 
great, great film, and I just I I might even go see this again in theaters. Uh, I I uh, I might um, after I see Frozen two and some other stuff this weekend. But guys. Uh, Ford v Ferrari. What you guys think? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First, and you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. And you can go ahead and uh, like, share, and subscribe. You can follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio at the Real Pineapple. Guys, don't forget, too, just because Halloween's over doesn't mean you can't get some cool, custom, badass jewelry. Go ahead and check out our sponsor, Stad Guy Studio. That's S-T-A-D-T-G-E-I-S-T dot studio on Instagram. And use the code REALP2019 for 10% off your order, which you know about it. That's R-E-E-L-P 2019 for 10% off. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have a review up this weekend for uh, 21 Bridges, uh, Frozen, and Frozen 2, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.